Hi, friends. Please take a minute if you enjoy our podcast to rate us and to follow along. It really helps us out to get more listeners who we are able to help with more empowering information. Thank you so much. Hey friends, Lucy here from Nourishing the Essential. I'm going to be sharing my story about PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I just want to talk a little bit about what it is. Just in a broad term, it is a symptom or a syndrome that is not well understood. It involves a lot of combination of genetic and environmental factors. It's a hormone disorder. Um, it um, can be uh, caused, it can cause enlarged ovaries. Um, Most people have cysts, sometimes these cysts rupture, um, causing an excruciating amount of pain and sometimes surgery. Um, Because of the hormonal problems, it can be really difficult to become pregnant. Um, A lot of people do not ovulate, which if you know anything about getting pregnant, you're always checking to see when you're going to be ovulating. Um, and from the time that people are really young, a lot of times they are put on birth control pills um, to prevent um, some of these issues and also regulate the period. What's really unfortunate is that um, a lot of times people are put on birth control pills and they mask the symptoms for such a long time that people don't know they have PCOS until, oh my gosh, it is like kabam. They've got a bunch of cysts, like they got the full five o'clock shadow. All of a sudden their blood sugar's out of whack. Their thyroid is crazy. It's so much. It is so much. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about my story now that you know kind of what this syndrome is. So that is just a really broad overview. I am not a doctor. This is my personal experience of a doctor telling me this is what you have. This is what it does. And my girlfriends that I have known who have had it as well. So when I... When I was younger, as a teenager, I had really painful, heavy bleeding periods and was very uncomfortable, lots of cramps. And, you know, the doctors were like, hey, this is just kind of like part of life. You will probably outgrow it, whatever. By the time that I was in high school, um, you know, we get to the sex education portion and people start talking about birth control, right? And then I start realizing like, hey, these people that are on birth control, man, they their periods are not like such a whammy for them. They're not going home throwing up. They're not like they can actually figure out when to bring a tampon to school. Put me on that crap. Like one and done, right? Well, no, because what it ended up doing was really screwing up my hormones. So I got on birth control to regulate my periods when I was, I don't know, 17, 18, gained some weight on it, not enough to be of great concern, but annoying as a teenage girl, right? Um, I started out very, very thin, so it didn't put me in an obese category. No doctor said anything about it. I was on that birth control for a very long time. By the time I got married and we were talking about having kids, I was 24. And I just kept saying, I keep gaining weight. And I would say this to the doctors and they're like, well, look, you're mid twenties, your metabolism is going to change. And you know, 
just go exercise. You have a sedentary job now. Like, these things happen. It was really disheartening. And I really didn't know a lot about food. And I just want to point out to you that, like, your doctor is not out there to get you. But, you know, they are looking for some certain things to tip them off that there's an actual problem. And unfortunately, when you're young... They're going to tell you that you're overreacting or or freaking out or they're going to assume that you know how to eat. And I sure as heck did not know how to eat, folks. I did not know how to eat. I didn't know about the glycemic index. I was feeding my body horrible foods that I thought were healthy. I was like, oh, it's totally fine because today I'm going to have chicken and broccoli and then tomorrow I'm going to go eat, you know, fast food, Sonic, whatever. And then like on my period, I'm going to binge eat, like, whatever. Okay, look, there was some healthy food in there, but I didn't know the up and down that I was doing to my body. I didn't understand that by putting these foods into my body on a regular basis, I was also really impacting my hormones. So let's fast forward until I am 27. The doctor is like, Oh, you still don't have kids? Okay, now we'll start talking about doing some testing. Yeah, thank you, doctor. Hello. So I went to another doctor, and he's like, yeah, how long have you been off the birth control? And at this point, it had been a couple of years, and we'd not been using any birth control. And he's like, well, let me do an, um, an ultrasound. And I had a cyst. And I did have polycystic ovarian syndrome. But I want to point out that it took those three years because it's not considered when you're younger it's not really considered like an infertility problem so getting the knowledge in your hands to make sure that you are not taking a hormonal birth control to regulate your periods that might be masking something um making sure that you have the information that you have the right food at your fingertips is very important i'm going to talk about um birth control um, and hormones and some different options with Megan, um, our nurse practitioner that we have on a lot later. I know a lot of people have um, a lot of birth control questions, especially after Roe versus Wade, like, hey, what are, what's out there? What's changed? What's different? And especially if you're trying to go for a low um, low hormone affecting options. So we're definitely going to get to that later. So please stay tuned for that. So in my story at this point, I was really low. I was so frustrated and depressed because I just didn't think there was any hope. And the doctor's like, look, you're getting closer to your thirties. Your husband is older. You have PCOS. It's like really out of control. Your hormones are messed up. We're going to put you on metformin and natrothroid. So if you don't know anything about metformin, Metformin is um, a pharmaceutical that helps your blood sugar, and um, it was recalled and not used very much, and I'm really fortunate to have not been on it for a very long time um, because it causes cancer. Yay, goody, so I'm taking something that's going to cause something else. Hooray. So uh, nature throid is something that helps regulate your thyroid. So the reason that I was put on these medications is because because the hormones. So let's let's think about your hormones as a roller coaster. When you have PCOS, this roller coaster is not like the gentle ups and downs of a regular, uh, you know, menstrual flow. 
No, PCOS is like the cliffhanger. That thing, it's going to go upside down. It's going to go backwards. That thing's dangerous, okay? It's, there's no controlling it unless you are paying attention and getting with someone who can really help you control it. You don't need to regulate just your sugar and your thyroid. You have to regulate your hormones. So step one, I had somebody helping me regulate my um, sugars with the metformin and the thyroid with an thyroid. Okay, fine. Step one, I'm a person that really likes to do things naturally. And so it is very frustrating to me to have to admit that I had to be on these medications and I felt really broken. So it was also kind of, I don't know, it was just really tanking my mental health here. Um, So for me, step one, that worked. After about a year, I was able to see another doctor. We had moved to Texas and this doctor was like, okay, look, if you are wanting to get off of these things, you're really going to have to do some work. And I was really thankful to be working with these doctors because they're, they provided me with so much, um, food and hormone education that I was able to get off of those medications. I was able to get off of the nature thyroid after a year and a half and off of the metformin after a year. Guys, it took a lot of work. Um, I think knowing what foods can cause what hormone problems, knowing what food causes your pancreas to spike um, and have to work harder, um, and your glucose levels, it's really important. So if you have PCOS and they are gonna put you on some type of medication to control your sugars, it is because you are considered pre-diabetic. Now you never lose that diagnosis, but you can control it. You can control it with diet and exercise. Now before the metformin and the Natrotoid, I was going to the gym 10 hours a week and I was working out. I did not lose a single stinking pound. Let me let that sink in. 10 hours a week. Like like a a part-time job. Going to that gym. Sweating it out. Making myself go. No, I wasn't losing any weight because my hormones were like, oh, well, you just accelerated that that loop-de-loop. Thanks for that. Okay, I'm going to go over here and make you totally nuts for next week. Thanks. Peace out. Bye. So having somebody that was able to talk to me about my hormones and my sugars and my thyroid and how they all work together and the food being the biggest impact was huge. Um, During that year, I was able to lose 10 pounds, which was enormous. I definitely was not working out 10 hours a week. I was taking walks, guys. That's it. From 10 hours a week in the gym to changing my food and taking walks, I lost 10 pounds. Got off the nature thyroid, got off the metformin, met with um, a natural doctor who was able to help me with uh, regulating my hormones even further um, using natural methods, Um, not, you know, supplements and, um, you know, herbs and things like that. Obviously not something you want to just go off and do on your own. You want to seek out someone who knows what they're doing. So being off of the medication also helped me to lose a little bit of weight because when you're on a pharmaceutical, it doesn't matter how wonderful the pharmaceutical is, there are side effects. Now for me, 
that was step one of my journey. It was really, it's really hard for me to admit that I had to take that because I want to be, I want to do it naturally. Like I'm just kind of like built that way, ingrained that way, but it, it was for a season. And so I think sometimes if we are on medications for stuff and we're irritated about it, like if there's a way that you can find a doctor to work with you so that that medication is only a season, that's your, that's your goal. That's your mindset. That's where you should be aiming. So I worked with a doctor and um, got my hormones regulated. Um, all of a sudden, <laughs> I got pregnant. I was absolutely aghast. I mean, like we were so happy, so thankful, so shocked. Um, I can't even like, there's no words to describe that. I just thought I had the flu and my husband's like, get a pregnancy test. I said, you are out of your mind. I am not pregnant. Don't be insane. It was positive. I mean, he made me take like 25 tests. Y'all, I'm not kidding you. (laughs) He was like, perhaps it's the brand. I'm like, okay, like, I know we were told we we're not going to be able to have kids, but like, hello, obviously, like, mm. so I received chiropractic care through my entire pregnancy, and um, the chiropractor that I was working with, Dr. Schwartz, he was, like, really helpful in also making sure that my hormones were where they needed to be and, you know, taking me off of some of the supplements while I was pregnant um, and putting me on different things. And then, um, 18 months after I had my first daughter became pregnant again, um, shock number two. Right. Um, so I, I say this to say, um, don't ever say never, but also know that your end goal with PCOS is that your body is as healthy as it can be. After I had two kids, my hormones were absolutely bananagrams. I mean, just goodness sakes. Um, And you think about it, when you are pregnant, your hormones go through a lot of things. And then after you're pregnant, you, you know, you have a big kind of hormonal letdown after a baby and you're nursing them. And that also is a hormonal response. And there's like bonding experience there. Um, so it took a long time to get things kind of back in order after having my kids, but having the knowledge that I did surrounding food and um, natural methods of regulating my hormones, I've been able to keep uh, from going back on any medication. So I am in my late 30s now. Um, So as you approach 40, you know, they are looking at things like, okay, are your cysts ramping up? Are they causing problems? Are we going to have to do hysterectomy type things? I do have cysts on my ovaries still. Thankfully, none of them have ruptured at this point. Hallelujah. Because, whew, nope, mm-mm. had friends with that pain. No, thanks. No, thanks. Don't want to do that. But that's where I am with my journey right now. Um, right now, I'm in the research phase of premenopause. So something that people don't think about is the premenopause phase can start between 35 and 40. That's premenopause, not actual menopause. So your body's starting to prepare and starting to make small changes for that big change that's coming. So different things can happen with PCOS during that change. And we'll talk about that later. But I just want to encourage you um, that your body is your job. I know that sounds really funny and we have, 
you know, we kind of accustomed in the Western world if we have questions to seek out a doctor. And you should. You should have a doctor that you can ask a question of. But there's also natural doctors. There's also chiropractors. There's also um, great information online. You just need to make sure that you vet your sources. And there's personal stories, which I find as a podcaster and a person who loves stories <laughs> to be extra helpful. I feel like the personal story of someone that has been through PCOS and had a hysterectomy because they were not going to be able to have children. They were having so many problems. They did have to have the surgery and how amazing their life turned out after that because they did not have that pain, that worry, that constant, you know, being out of work for it. I find that just as compelling because it helps me understand the ways that they have coped with this and the resources that they have used. So I just want to encourage you, if you have PCOS, keep doing your research about your food. Your food impacts your hormones. Your hormones impacts your PCOS. Your hormones impact your sugars. It's all connected there. And it can be really lonely sometimes with PCOS um, when you are especially dealing with it um, pre-children or if you are not going to be able to have children. It is a constant reminder Um, I remember feeling like every time that I had a period, which was awful anyways, because it was like, I don't know, some kind of hell period every single time that like, that's it. I'm a failure. I'm not going to be able to have kids. And I'm not only that, but now I have to live through this like just debilitating crap where I'm just going to spend the first two days puking and in pain and then, oh, guess what? Anytime that I'm getting a cyst that's bothering me, then I get to deal with that too. But, you know, not paying for any any purpose is what it felt like to me. Um, but just know that if you are having that, every every story can serve a purpose. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the hysterectomy. It doesn't mean you're going to have the kids. It doesn't mean that you're going to have like some kind of crazy cyst rupture, but every story can have a purpose. Who can you reach out to, to form a bond through this? I have friends that we are friends because we have PCOS. (laughs) I know that sounds really funny, but it's so true. And it's like, Hey, how's it going? Are you having to get back on the medication? Hey, I've been reading this amazing research about Rosemary. Hey, I've been reading this amazing research about, um, chiropractic care. Hey, I've been reading this amazing research about genetic testing and how they're tying it to different things. Find a community. There are several of them out there and stay tuned because we're going to talk more about PCOS um, and ways that we can support each other in it, some great resources for you. But I wanted to go ahead and share my story before we start talking about that with Megan because I feel like a lot of people don't know or they know part of my story, but they don't know how long that process was. If you think about the fact that my periods were horrible from 17 and then I didn't get pregnant until I was 30. And all that time, all that time, struggling with my weight, struggling with my sugars, 
struggling with acne, struggling with having, you know, facial hair, struggling with having the weight that just would not go away. And just the mindset that it would never end, that it would never end. So that part is done. And I know there's more to come because my body's going to change and I'm going to, and I'm going to keep researching as my body changes because my body is my job it is my responsibility to keep this vessel as healthy as I can for me for my kids for my family because I am essential to them and I am essential to myself I can't let myself just go remember you are essential.